All right, everybody, welcome back, welcome in. This is episode 91 of LOTL, Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast. And on tonight's episode, we've got a beer of the week from a Columbus Brewing Company. Um, pretty interesting there. We'll talk about that and uh, what we think. We get into our top five. Speaking of beers, we talk about our top five beers of the week from 2019. So we went through our list of all the beers that we um, showcased on the show and reviewed, and uh, we give our top uh, five lists of all of those. Uh, we talk about our poll of the week, which has to do with the Super Bowl coming up uh, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. And uh, we're talking about uh, X. Uh, Browns players versus players that are from Cleveland and who you're rooting for and why and all that because we have both on both teams uh, in this year's Super Bowl, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, after that, Jimmy and I and Jordan as well uh, talk about UFC 246. Uh, Conor McGregor is back and he was victorious in a very, very big way against Cowboy Cerrone. Uh it was a knockout in the first round, a TKO, I believe, and um, we get into that. We get into what's next for McGregor. Uh, we talk a little bit about Stipe, what's going on there, John Jones, um, all the different things going on with UFC, and uh, yeah, we talk about that for sure. Uh, after that, uh, we actually got a uh, surprise phone call from uh, one of our contestants in the LOTL Pizza Challenge for next week. Brett Hoyer called in. And uh, we kind of uh, laid the ground rules for what's going on with the challenge next week. And uh, we talk about that and uh, what's going on there. After that, Jordan talks about the new Lakewood Brewery that's, uh, that's coming in. And uh, we talk about some renovations going on at uh, the flagship brewery of the city. And then a really cool project that's going on in Lakewood that's going to open up uh, uh, this summer. So really excited about that. And then we talk about uh, the Indians owner at the great greater cleveland sports awards uh last night and some of his comments and uh we dissect uh what goes on there and then we talk about our move for the weekend and uh that's about it but first let's start off with the beer of the week let's go i'm coming in welcome to living off the land the all things cleveland podcast with your hosts jordan jimmy and dan Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. Life the speakers. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the Just like the demeanor. Like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. Alright, beer of the week time. Jordan, what'd you get for us? Well, today we have a little Columbus flavor again. Uh, I decided to go with Rise IPA from North High Brewing Company, based out of Columbus. <coughs> Shout out all of our Columbus yeah. listeners down so there. We'll, I think we have uh, like three of them. Yeah, yeah, we have that's we have, we have a decent amount. Yeah, for what it's worth, uh, it's described as a balanced American IPA, highlighted by an uplifting blend of floral and citrusy hops. Oh, that's good. It's uplifting. I do feel a little more. Do you feel a little high? My posture's a little more lifted. Are you rising? Yeah, I feel like I'm rising. Out of the grave? Yeah. Out of this winter doldrum? It's like a, it's the rise of Skywalker, almost. <laughs> I'm rising. Oh, we're literally saying nonsense. Uh, Jimmy, have you ever had any Columbus beers? Um, I Not that I 
know of. I'm sure I have. I can't name any off the top of my Ooh. head. But, okay. Um, hey, I thought we were a Cleveland podcast. What's going on here? Uh, we we've <coughs> traditionally done Columbus beers. Every yeah, so we've often. done we've done a few actually, and uh, we have our Columbus correspondents come on a couple times. Yeah. Uh, Jordan. Other Jordan. Other Jordan. The Hoff. For those that don't know. Um. So you know, every every once in a while, we throw a bone to uh, to our our brethren from the south. Yeah, uh, and all y'all seem to be big Ohio State fans, so you should be supporting Columbus hey, beer, that's too. Right. That's um, right. I would say, they describe this as an American IPA. I would say that's basically what it is. It's nothing crazy. It's very traditional, but it's I feel like it's very drinkable for, very for being like a I classic like a IPA taste or flavor. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, Jimmy, we're, I wish you could try this out because I think you might like it. It's some, It's got a punch, you know? It packs a little punch. I like it. I might have to get it this weekend for uh, any festivities I partake in. Maybe I'll give my own review via Twitter. Ooh. Yes. Have you yes. had any new beers recently, Jimmy, that you want to talk about? Any new beers? Yeah, like something that you haven't had before that you tried recently. Yeah. Uh, I went to uh, this place called Canteen in Brexville, uh a few weeks back. Also this past weekend, I, I had the same thing. It's... Uh, course now i'm blanking on the name of it but it's a cincinnati local beer uh it's called shade and i'm not i, I can't it, honestly it, can't remember the brewery name is it rheingeist very very popular cincinnati what is it rheingeist no it's not rheingeist it's a different brewery if you look it up it's try probably like the top three or whatever yeah try but, to um, cincinnati breweries it's a hmm. yeah get on it jordan i would but i uh currently cannot I'm operating a motor vehicle. <laughs> uh, we don't have to broadcast that. Well, your hands free though, right? Hands free. Okay, good. Hands free. Hands free. Yeah, of course. What is this? Two. Hey, hey, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, since we haven't we haven't uh, disclosed it, Jimmy is not here with us. He's uh, driving, so um, but he's with us uh, via the telephone. So. Not via Skype this week, just the telephone. What is this, 2002 and people are still driving with Hello there, phone. fellow kids. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, yes. so we're getting... Cincinnati beer, phenomenal. So you were just, you were um, just talking about... No Cleveland beer. Yeah, you were just talking about, who I thought this is a Cleveland podcast, and now he's like, oh, I had a Cincinnati beer. Yeah, I know, whatever, whatever. You're right. That's all right, uh, that's all right. Uh, that's all right. It's Ohio, so, you know. It's all the same. Shout out to Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Uh, Athens, I guess. Uh, hey, you know what? Who knows? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying uh, we don't we don't shout out Bengals. Yeah, I don't know about that. I say shout out Bengals. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Not yet, but oh, I like Joe okay, Burrow. Please. Yeah, I don't think. I don't, yeah, the Bengals are dumb. I don't think they're that dumb. To not draft Joe Burrow, they would. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much a no-brainer. <clears throat> but I digress. So anyway, beer of the week, as Jordan said, Rise IPA from North High. Uh, Jordan got this at Lucky's Market in Lakewood. So if you're listening to us and you're in Cleveland, you can get it here. Uh, check it out at Lucky's. I'm pretty sure you probably could find this at Giant Eagle or you know most uh, beverage stores as well. So check it out. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got lucky, but yeah, I've seen North High all. Of, I'm definitely Giant Eagle for sure. North High is one of the, uh, I would say, maybe biggest brewery in Columbus. 
One of, uh, well, not well, gotta, Columbus Brewing Company. It's got to be up there. That, yeah. If not the biggest, it's one of the most well-reviewed. Like, it's yeah. renowned. North and, High, and, Columbus yeah, Brewing, Land, uh, Land Grant. Food, yeah. um, there's a couple others, obviously. But, uh, yeah, so check it out. All right. Next on the agenda, we're going to stick with the beers theme. And uh, we've been going through kind of like our look back at the last decade um, we've only been a podcast for like a year and a half, so we can't really look on the last decade of the of stuff we've done in the podcast. But Jimmy had a great idea for our top five this week. So tonight, we're going to go through our top five beers of the week from 2019. Um, so we went back about, you know, we do one episode a week. We didn't really skip too much, so had about 50 beers to choose from. Uh, most Cleveland, but you know, like tonight, we had a few Columbus. Um, there have been a few. Uh, I think. I think we might have done a Rheingeist or something last year. I thought I saw that, but it's, yeah. it's pretty much been Cleveland and well, then a couple Ohio. Yeah, I know. Ohio like beers. I know like, when we when we did the interview with Jordan, um, we definitely did a Columbus beer then. Can we do like Brewdog too? That's Columbus, isn't yeah, it? Well, no. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> They have a brewery we in Columbus, that Columbus, but that's actually an international. Yeah, that's based actually, out of Scotland. Yeah, that's or right. Something. <laughs> you, Jimmy, were you there for us? Crazy that, that week? town. I don't, remember. I don't think you were. I literally, no, I, don't, I don't think so. So Jordan I, yeah. got this. Jordan got a, uh, this. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm really excited for this. It's, it's Brewdog. It's in Columbus. And then, like, I'm looking at the can and I'm looking at the box, and I see the word Scotland. I'm like, Jordan, are you sure this is from Columbus? And he looked it up, and it turns out they have what a brew pub in Columbus. Uh, they have a well. They have a, no, they, they have actually a have a brewing facility, facility but yeah. they do have a brew pub. Yes, but they're from Scotland, and they're also famous because in Columbus they built a, a hotel. That's a that's like right. a brewery hotel. Yeah. So like they're a big brand, no yeah. doubt, but they're definitely not local. Right. And I was uh, yeah. felt kind of like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's all right. It, that's whatever. Mistakes mistakes are made on this podcast usually weekly. But, okay, so uh, top five beers of the week from 2019. So we're going to go through our list of our favorites. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you guys agree. And if we missed any that you think should have been our list on uh, beers that we have had, uh, let us know. So um, I'll go first, and uh, I'll go through my five, and then I'll, I'll pass it off to you gentlemen. So this is uh, five to one for me, and this is in order. I did put this in order of beers that I've, you know, like from, you know, five and then on to one is the best. Uh, five for me was Yammy Yammy from Platform. Um, Yammy Yammy's probably one, one of maybe two of my favorite uh, fall beers, and I love fall beers. Um, not S'mores Yammy Yammy, because that's a different type, and that... While I do like that, it's like insanely sweet. So I didn't put that. I just put the original on my list. So Yummy Yummy from Platform. It is a sweet potato ale, which sounds weird, but if you haven't had it, try it. Not to, I just want to jump in right here, you know, for anyone that might be doubting. It it really is just like an alternate pumpkin beer, if you can kind of think of that, but it's its own thing. It's very unique. It's probably one of the most unique fall beers I've ever had. That's yeah. a great choice. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, number four for me is actually, uh, it's not the first beer Jimmy brought, because the first beer J- Jimmy brought us was 
another non-Cleveland, even non-Ohio beer. When Jimmy brought us, uh, remember he brought us Voodoo Ranger from oh. New Belgium. Yeah, as his oh, first yeah. beer. But you know, New Belgium's a classic. Yeah. So. But this is the second one that Jimmy uh, bought us uh, for an episode. Uh, Major Lager from Brew Kettle. Now, a lot of you think like, "Wow, why would a lager make your list? Like, it's like the the plainest beer like ever." The, I'm telling you, this was like this is like the best lager I've ever had. I mean, um, yeah. Per, like it says it in the name, Major Lager, Major League. Says it right in the name. Perfect for baseball season. Um, but I really, really liked this beer. Uh, number three, this came out just as I was starting to get into this type of beer. And if you've listened to our podcast, you, you're already going to know what I'm talking about. Uh, because when we first started this podcast, and we're drinking one now, uh, I hated IPAs. Didn't like them. Wouldn't let uh, Jordan ever get them for Beer of the Week because I wouldn't drink them. So uh, we would never review them. Uh, but Great Lakes IPA. So this is like... Their new, brand new IPA that they just came out in 2019. The name is kind of bland, but, yeah, but to weird. me the beer's not bland. I really liked this. Really liked it a lot. Yeah, we've been fans of this ever since it came out. Uh, we were real excited about it. For one, because um, Elliot, or not Elliot Ness, um, Com- Commodore Perry yep. IPA, which was their original flagship IPA. While I like it and it's a solid beer, it's very bitter, very old school exactly the type of thing that people think of when they they think of ipas Mm -hmm. so great lakes kind of turned that on its head it's all i'm gonna probably sound like an idiot it almost reminds me of a hazy ipa Mm -hmm. although it's not classified like that right um it it has that unfiltered taste kind of but it's great and it's very drinkable and it really if you want to get into IPAs, I would probably recommend that IPA. Yeah, like I, I, agree. I agree, the name's kind of dumb, but if you understand why, I guess they, that's kind of in honor of just the staff and everyone, so it makes sense. <coughs> but it's just a weird name. But <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, um, definitely. Number two is actually a beer that we recently had uh, that I just loved, um, and actually we had one left over still in my fridge from that episode, and I drank it last night. Uh-huh. Uh, was the uh, small batch IPA series from Platform called Inside My Head. Uh, it's a hazy IPA, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I've talked a lot about how Hop Juju is my favorite IPA and was like the gateway that got me into drinking it, but this is right up there with my uh, favorite um, IPAs. And I know it's a different style being a hazy IPA, but um, I thought this was really good. Really good. I agree. That yeah. was that was kind of one of those surprise <laughs> ones. I wasn't expecting that to, to right because so you know good, it's a small you know? batch. Like you've never had it before. Uh, you know, platform puts out a ton of beers. Right. So you know there's going to be some, especially in the small batch series, that you know maybe you aren't, you aren't going to like as much as others. This was so good though, so good. Uh, and then number one for me, uh, this one Fatheads absolutely knocked out of the park. This is my favorite beer from 2019. Uh, was Strange Magic IPA. Um, they came out with this this year, I think in the springtime, I think. Was it that late? Maybe it might have been early. It might have been 2018. I don't really know. I don't remember. I'm pretty, I think it was 2019. I just can't yeah. remember if it, it, was, might be if early. it was that far, far away ago. Yeah, but I 
This is another one. And and you know how I said I don't I didn't like IPAs when we first started this podcast? Yeah. My one, two, and three beers are I know, I know. I'm seeing that right here. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Strange Magic. It's I, drink it's so drinkable. Even for yeah. people who don't like yeah. IPAs. Yeah. Like if you don't like like what I didn't like at first with it, mm-hmm. like the pininess and um, the like bitter bite that IPAs had to them, like this has that, but it's so drinkable. So I I really loved it. Um, Look at you! I think you're just yeah. a regular IPA. Yeah, fan. look at that! I'm a connoisseur now. <laughs> um, so that's my top five. Nice, good, good list. <clears throat> uh, I'll go next, and then Jimmy, we'll hear your uh, off your head choices. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to hear what Jimmy's gonna say because yeah. I'm, I just am. This is like his first year of drinking, so yeah, uh, yes, sir. That's right, because he's uh, 21. He never did any drinking before turning 21. Yeah, never, 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 never ever, never ever ever. All right, never ever. Number five. So you're gonna see an interesting trend with me. I actually have a lot of different styles than most people would think, if you know me. Uh, That's because I used 2019 as a kind of experimental year. I got into White Claw. I got into a ton of lagers again. I got into lighter beers, you know, summery beers. So I opened up, I kind of stayed away from only drinking IPAs and and wheats and some of the beers I've I've traditionally drank. Uh, But... So yeah, I tried some new stuff this year. So number five for me would be El Lager, mm. uh, Saucy Brew Works. I love Mexican beer, and I love that craft beer is kind of picking up on that trend, getting some of those Mexican brewing styles and some of those uh, flavors, uh, and, and and putting out some good summer drinkable light, you know, Mexican lagers. Um, one of my favorite things to do in the summer is is cook Mexican food grill fajitas or some sort of something right and and make some salsa and drink some beer on a patio like that's a that's a summer evening and these type of beers go great with that so el lager by saucy brew works number four another lager major lager dan you already mentioned that so i'm not gonna really go into that i'll i'll just say that really cool can and it kind of blew me away yeah that's another thing the can was awesome yeah it kind of blew me away how good it was so there's another lager on my list Yammy Yammy S'mores version by Platform is number three for me. Uh, I agree it's too sweet, and it's not a beer that I'm going to drink a lot of. And I agree probably the original is still my favorite, but yeah. I was really delight—I was delightfully surprised how good the S'mores edition was. I've been critical of Platform with some of their goofy, like, blueberry smoothie yeah. IPA. Well, we tried weird. that once, didn't we? I don't remember, honestly. I think we did. I've been critical of some of their freaky flavors they put out, but I will say that one was really well done. No, you know what? And, uh, when we had Jordan on the last time, he got that, mm. but we couldn't find it up here. We couldn't find funny. it, yeah. That's right. That's but, right. Um, that's yeah, what he it was. got it, and then we got something else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Yammy Yammy S'mores version, I, it was very distinctly different from the original Yammy Yammy, and it actually tasted like you were drinking a s'mores, which... You know, depending on if you're into sweet stuff, it might be gross or good, but I thought it was very good. I'm not even, I don't even have a sweet tooth. Uh, number two, Dead Man's Curve IPA by Goldhorn's uh, Brewery, Goldhorn Brewery. Uh, we did a show there. We've reviewed several of their beers. <coughs> very good brewery, one of the better ones in Cleveland, and their IPA is top notch. Uh, I, I had actually, okay, I, no, I think I tried it for the first time at Beer Fest last year. So that would have been 2019, and then we featured it months later as Beer of the Week. 
Um, that was a great beer. Number two, or I'm sorry, number one is Single Origin Coffee Stout by Masthead. I almost put this on my list. Yeah, so I am a very iffy stout person. Sometimes I feel like, very rarely am I in the mood, and very rarely do I drink a stout and think, whoa, I gotta drink that again. We did that's that just, We did that one on uh, it was, when the, uh, the Beer Snobs crew mm-hmm. was here. Yes, it was, it was, Teresa, was really good. Teresa picked it out as well as yeah. uh, another beer, which wasn't a local beer, but... At least it was got, like it's like what you did with Brewdog. Yeah, right? yeah. At least okay. At least with her though, Southern Tier does have a brewery in Cleveland, so they do. Uh, but she did also bring bring us Single Origin Coffee Stout by Masthead, and Masthead has long been kind of viewed by the the, the national industry as one of the best in Cleveland, and there's a reason for that. And mm-hmm. it is one of the best coffee stouts or just stouts you'll ever drink in your yeah. life. And they did in collaboration with Six Shooter Coffee. I gotta right. throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, Shout out. Yeah, shout out to them. Great coffee. Great like, cold brew. I almost said coffery. Great uh, great coffee shop, roastery. Uh, yeah, that's my top five. I It was very difficult to narrow it down. Um, there's a lot more that I could put in here, but I want to go with some new styles that I re- that really stood out to me. Nice. All right. Uh, Jimmy, you haven't driven off the road yet, have you? No. We're good to go. And I think I've, uh, I've rehearsed this enough that I remember it in order. Oh, in, uh, in the mirror? Wow. Best, but I do, I do know my five. So let's get it going. Let's do it. Number five. I haven't heard this yet, even though I've heard a lot of repeating ones. So not going to be as surprising. But we have number five, Franklin Castle uh, Market Garden. Nice. I like it. If you remember that. Uh, gosh, that was the first time I've ever had it. And the first time I've had a lot of these beers. Um, it was either well, that you or just... Spooky Tooth, but I feel like Spooky Tooth was just so, I had so much of it this year <laughs> that um, kind of got a little, still a favorite, but Franklin Castle coming in at number five. Number four, uh, I know we've mentioned Yammy Yammy, and you mentioned the S'mores, but I'm going to have to say the S'mores Yammy Yammy was my okay. favorite too. Nice, um, nice. Um, agreed, quite fall sweet, flavor. but there's something to it. I'm not sure if it's my favorite fall beer, but it certainly hits different. Uh, number three, it does hit Twelve different. Dogs at Christmas. Okay. Uh, Thirsty Solid. Dog. Again, it was either between that or Holly Jolly or Great Lakes. All great beers, but uh, I never even heard of the Twelve Dogs at Christmas ale like ever before. I've I've heard of Great Lakes. You know, my dad kind of introduced that. It's a to non-Cleveland me beer. Up. Um, but yeah, something about Twelve Dogs at Christmas. I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, that's number three. That's an Akron number beer. Two, Mm-hmm. What's that? That's an Akron beer. Oh yes. So hey, shout out, paying homage. Yeah. Goes to uh, my hometown of Kent, Ohio. Go Zips. Not really hometown. Uh, get out. I was gonna say <laughs> hometown. Yeah, hometown. Uh, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> uh, second, second hometown. Uh, Dan mentioned this earlier. Inside my head. Platform. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was so good. I was such a fan. It, it reminded me. Of summer, it was just so light and like for, I don't even know how to describe it, yeah. but um, I could definitely see myself sitting on a porch, listening to some uh, country music if you will, oh, yeah. and uh, sipping on some of that. Platform, uh, if you're listening, up. platform, if you're listening, uh, sounds like you need to make this more than just a small batch. Yeah. So yes. get on it. Seriously. That should be just a statement. Get on. Don't let Anheuser Busch hold you down. <laughs> yeah. We will be reaching out, and uh, we do take sponsorships, so we will be talking to you. <laughs> oh, that's you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 
Uh, and number one, all thanks to me, Major Logger, Brew Kettle. <laughs> you know that is hum- that is so true. <laughs> Humble brag. That is so true. His the you one time what? the one time he brings beer of the week and he knocks it out of the park. <laughs> yep, yep. I had to make up for the first week because I didn't know what I was doing and I was desperate. I, the selection was kind of limited, so I was like, "Ah, oh, this looks cool." But anyways, when I was shopping for the second beer of the week, um. I wasn't even looking for this. It just caught my eye, and I noticed the, the baseball, like the major league theme. Like, oh, my God. And then I saw Strongsville. I'm like, I have to get it. Yep. So um, I had it a lot during the summer, and um, I hope to have some more of it soon. Uh, they really, you know, hit a home run with this one, no pun intended. So shout out to the Brew Kettle. Yeah, no, that was that was a very very impressive lager. I I can't even describe why, but it just was. Yeah, no, it was so good. So um, there you go. Nice. Top five boys. All right, top five, knocking it out of the park, as they say. Jimmy, all grown up. Yeah, bringing his top five beers of 2019. Look at that. I know it's so weird. <laughs> all right, pull the week. Pull the week real quick. Um, because we're not going to spend uh, much time talking about the Browns this week because, there, honestly, there really isn't much going on. Uh, they still haven't hired GM, so there really isn't much to talk about it. But I did um, have this question that I wanted to uh, ask our listeners out there. I thought it was kind of interesting, but then when I started seeing the results, I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, so for Pool of the Week, Super Bowl, as we all know, is coming up next week. Um if you look at the two rosters and the two coaching staffs, there are uh, not only former Browns players, which there are all over the league, um, there are also uh, players who are, you know, maybe never played for the Browns, but they're native Clevelanders. They were born and raised here. So I just want to say, I at first I wasn't so sure about this idea, and the poll results are very fascinating, but yeah. I actually like it a lot. It kind of it shows me something. Yeah. Um, so uh, we asked you guys, we asked the listeners, uh, who would you be rooting more for, an ex-Browns player or a, uh, a guy who maybe you know that's from, that's from Cleveland that has never played for the Browns? So um, before we go through the results, uh, what do you guys think? What, what would you... I, I mean, I know Jordan, you're not from here, but so like maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna put this in, put te- this in a Houston. I'm gonna put it in Texas context. terms because yeah. I actually have this is actually something going on right now. Right. So, um, I there's a ton of Houston-based players in the NFL in general, but right. there are two. I think two Texans. One for sure is was I can never pronounce his name. Tyrion. Uh, Tyron. Tyron Matthew or whatever. Honey Badger. Yeah, I really don't like him, but. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so I will not... That was I, so nonchalant. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyrion, you can't say his name right, number one. And you're like, yeah, I really don't like him. I, I just know I just know that he's that guy with the weird hair who used to be on the Texans, who yeah. always talks crap. But, respect to him, because he could have sacked the lights out of Watson in that, uh, in that playoff game, and he didn't. And he said afterwards that he didn't need to, you know, they're already up, and he didn't want to... He, I guess him and Watson are friends, so... I guess well, he used gained, to play for the Texans. Well, right, but the, I mean, it doesn't mean they're friends. Yeah, but right. I, I gained a lot of respect for him after that. So, um, anyhow, I'm rambling. Uh, I generally don't support ex uh, 
players for my team. Yeah. Rare exceptions, and I've said this before, whoever Harden goes to, if he ever plays for a different team, I'm going to support. So, yeah. you know, there, there's some situations like that. But I would probably be more inclined to support someone who's Houston-born as opposed to someone who's an ex-Texan. Yeah. So we can talk about the poll results now. Overwhelmingly in favor of native Cleveland-born people, uh, players, yeah. versus former Browns players. Right. And, I, you know, I, I think this has to do with just tribalism and fanhood, you know, that comes with every yeah. sport. I mean, nobody wants to see a guy have a ton of success after you had him and, and maybe you're angry that your coaching staff or your front office got rid of him or maybe he demanded a trade yep. maybe he just performed so badly they had no choice but to cut him and then suddenly yep. he plays good so i think those are all the reasons why people generally lean towards no i'm not going to support an ex-player from from my team but i'd be happy to support a player who was born in cleveland yep uh and who's you know having a great professional career and is playing in the game <coughs> of his life right so, uh, the poll results are nati- uh, Wow, I can't speak. Facebook, ninety-four percent of y'all said you would support. You would rather support a Cleveland-born player. Six percent ex said ex Cleveland Browns. Uh, it was actually only one person who voted yeah. for. <laughs> right. Um, which I found funny. Uh, set on Twitter. It was our boy. Yeah, it was Paul. Paul Tacos. Yeah. So. Shout that's, out, you know Paul. that's that's interesting because we he's, still got to get that beer. He's not a he's not necessarily a, a Cleveland sports I, fan. I wonder if he just did it to be a contrarian. Like he he saw that nobody's <laughs> yeah, voted yeah. for this yet. Could I'm just going to vote for it. Could so I, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it also could could make sense because he's not from Cleveland, so he right. might have a different perspective. Right, right. Maybe he wants to see ex Browns players Maybe. be successful. Yeah. Um, and then on Twitter, seventy one percent of y'all said Cleveland born. Twenty nine percent said ex Cleveland Browns. So. Jimmy, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think I would probably go with the majority and say uh, ex uh, or well, Cleveland natives. Um, I, I just feel I, at least uh, for Twitter, uh, crazy amount. What was it, like seventy two percent, something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's tough um, with Browns players. Like, yeah, it, you know. We're all diehard Browns fans, but sometimes they don't have the same loyalty. And everybody, everybody I've met that's from Cleveland, for the most part, doesn't portray like betray Cleveland. I have a very few friends that are Pittsburgh fans that are from Cleveland, but for the most uh, part, you, you, I think we're all kind of one family. We all root for each other, and when anybody succeeds from Cleveland, they're wait, have like a win for the hometown. You know, you said you said they're um, they're they're fans of who? I know what he's what saying. What I say? Oh, yeah, you know, never mind. No, say it. No, don't say it. Don't say, say it. Friends. You know what? They're not even friends. They're no, what, friends. what city, though? Yeah. Cincinnati. Um, Just say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. That's right. I just need an excuse to play that. <laughs> Anytime I hear that the name of that city, I have to play it. <clears throat> yeah, they shouldn't be. But, uh, they shouldn't be your friends. Yeah, you know, just people I know. Let's call them that. Like Jordan um, said, it's yeah, tr- it's tribalism, man. Anybody does anything good or that's successful from Cleveland, people take notice, and it's uh, it's like a hometown pride thing. And um, I-, I mentioned Steve Bay, like I've, you know, of course, bringing yep. up UFC. A lot of people don't even know who he is, and he's from Cleveland. And when yeah. people hear about that, everybody gets super hyped. So. Hey, shout shout out Steve Bay. He won uh, the male athlete of the year at the uh, Greater yeah. Cleveland uh, Sports Great Awards. Cleveland Sports Award. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later as well, but um, yeah, I I uh, 
not to cut you off there, Jimmy, um, but I, I I agree with both of you guys. Um, I I knew kind of which way that uh, the voting was going to go on this uh, even before we put it up, but I just thought it was an interesting um, topic. And uh, I'll, I'll say this: the the only reason why I would vote I I would root for an ex Browns player if they were in the Super Bowl playing for a different team is if it was somebody that like played. 12 years for the Browns and played through all the sucking and then is like, you know, at the end of his career and goes to a team that's a winning team and has a chance to See, win the Super Yeah, Bowl. no, that's, that's exactly... That's literally the only that's, way. That's exactly how I view it, too. Yeah, because the, the, the advent of, like, free agency in sports right. basically strips away a lot of loyalty with players. Um, so, like, any time that in the 90s when, when the Indians had those majestic years and then players like Manny and Jim Tomey and Albert Bell all left in free agency I hated them as soon as they left because yeah. they you know they all left for the money like most free agents do um, you know now that I'm older and I'm not so impressionable on stuff like that like I look back on those years and I'm like you know I'm going to look back on them with fond memories of when they played for the Indians but it's definitely for me uh, native Clevelanders um, this this Got into my mind when I was watching the AFC Championship game and they were doing like the player introductions or whatever. And uh, for Kansas City, obviously, Travis Kelsey's from Cleveland Heights. Right. So he said from, you know, a lot of them say uh, what college they went to. But some guys who are like really loyal to where they're from and where they grew Mm -hmm. up, like Kelsey, he said Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So like to me, that's like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, you play for the Chiefs, like, Whatever. If you're playing the Browns, obviously I'm not going to root for you. But well, right, right. You, you, you're repping Cleveland. You're always repping Cleveland. Anytime, anytime Travis Kelsey does an interview, and he's asked about Cleveland, he always talks up Cleveland. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. His brother's a Super Bowl champion from the Eagles. Center. That's right. Jason I always forget Kelsey. about him. Yeah. Yeah. Is he the one that dressed up in that weird yeah. outfit? Oh yeah. For the parade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Travis Kelsey had the epic uh, uh, one-liner using the line from the Beastie Boys. A song when they won the AFC Championship. You gotta fight for oh, yeah, yeah. to party. So that was hilarious. But it's not just Travis Kelsey. Um, there are other players from Cleveland oh. uh, in the game. I didn't realize this. He was actually real quick. He was born in Westlake. Yeah, I guess he went to. He, he grew, grew up. up in he grew Cleveland up in Cleveland Heights. Heights. Yeah. He went to Cincinnati for college, and then uh, I was pissed that the Browns didn't draft him. But that's a different story wow. for another time. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's other there, there's former Browns on the Chiefs as well. Um, Mitchell Schwartz, Cam Irving, um, Austin Ryder. Those are just those are three of their offensive linemen who are ex Browns. And there's there's more. There's guys on 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, was the Browns offensive coordinator uh, a few years ago. They have a bunch of their guys on their coaching staff that were on that coaching staff when Shanahan was here. Um, and they have players too that are either from this area or. You know, used to play for the Browns. So, Raheem Mostert, the guy who had 250 yards rushing in the NFC Championship oh, game. Oh, yeah. He played for the Browns. So I didn't even realize that. Um, yeah, there's former Browns. There's Clevelanders all over the place. But uh, I'm definitely more loyal to – because you don't – you don't generally guys who play for the Browns didn't pick to play for the Browns. They were drafted. They were drafted by the Browns. Yeah. So, you know – and the I way mean, the Browns have been, they probably were more than happy to get out of there. Yeah, exactly. They probably didn't have any loyalty yeah, or anything. Yeah, but 
but you know, I'm always going to be more partial partial to guys who you know rep the city mm-hmm. as we do on a weekly basis on this podcast. Humble brag. <laughs> so yeah, that was my thought on it. So that's uh, that's the poll of the week, and uh, yeah, um, we'll uh, we'll be obviously doing a big Super Bowl thing next week. So yeah, so we'll reserve. we'll we'll give our. Uh, we'll give our, our picks opinion. and everything next week, but um, yeah, man. Honestly, I still don't even know. I, I don't even know who I'm rooted, who I'm leaning towards in a rooting aspect. Honestly. Oh, I do. Well, you don't like the Chiefs, right? No, no, no. Well, you I, do like I, the Chiefs. I don't like the Chiefs because they're an AFC team, but I want and they Andy. Beat you guys. Yeah, but I want Andy Reid to get a ring. Okay, interesting. That's like my only reason. Okay. Oh, oh, I actually have another reason. Well, Mahomes. I like Mahomes. Yeah, I do too. I, I uh, also. I just realized this. Giants fans are, um, I'm sorry, 49ers fans are Golden State Warriors fans. Yeah. I don't want them to get another title. That's true. They've had enough titles. That's true. Not Well, that and, and the, the San three, Francisco Giants and, three and baseball. Giants fans. Yeah, the, the San Francisco's had enough. And this is, the, they, oh. this is the seventh Super Bowl they've been to. Yeah, they don't, they don't need to win anything else. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still going through it because I, I really like Kyle Shanahan. Um, I also kind of want him to get a ring. <laughs> yeah, I love Kyle Shanahan. He should already, what's have, awesome a is he should that already have a ring. The offense that they're running in San Francisco is the offense that the Browns are going to be running, and I'm so freaking pumped. Hmm. Because the, the 49ers, are, and we're getting off topic, but the 49ers um, are one of the best running teams in football with no-name mm-hmm. running backs. The Browns are going to be running that same system with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Wow. So... Things are Could hopefully huge. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about that next week. Yeah, let's uh, let's continue the sports theme here. Um, Jimmy and I, and Jordan too, because uh, you know he doesn't live under a rock, but <laughs> he has been off Twitter this past week. Yes, I know why. I have, <laughs> but I don't have we're not going to get into. Well, there's more than one reason. Yeah, I just don't. There's nothing. No, like all. I just I don't know. Texans lost. Rockets were on a five-game losing streak. Spurs were up and down doing whatever they do. Tottenham. Right. I don't I need to be. Well, actually, Tottenham's, Tottenham's been good, and Rockets won last night. So, looking up. <coughs> All right. So, Jimmy. Yes. UFC 246. Uh... As he, as the man said in his own words, the king is back. <laughs> Conor McGregor made his return to the octagon, and uh, well, let's just say uh, he made quick work. Yeah, of, that was uh, like quick, real cow- fast. Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Um, what what were your thoughts on the fight, uh, the lead up, and uh, you know all the talk after? Well, I know we discussed the lead-up um, before, I believe it was last week, just how there wasn't too much hype behind the fight, really because Connor had a lot of pressure um, on him just to come back and win and really start um, his reign again. But um, I want to say my, my initial reaction to when – well, first of all, I just want to say um, I was one of the idiots that was like, wait a minute, okay, kind of skeptical how Cowboy lost so quick. Then again, I wasn't completely uh, sober. I was having a couple of adult beverages. <laughs> I, didn't, couple I of didn't really watch the fight uh, as thoroughly as I probably should have. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyways, 
Um, when I saw the replay of when they were in the middle of the octagon, right away, Connor delivered some of the nasty shoulders, nastiest shoulders I've ever seen. That doesn't happen in the middle Dude. of the octagon like that. If he... anything, it's always against the cage when they're kind yeah. of um, grappling a little bit, and they throw shoulders just to try to, um, you know, get their attention a little bit. But I never see that ever. I've never seen that before. He so, broke uh, his face. Shattered. Shattered his nose. Oh, really? Um, I was like, oh, oh, shattered it. I was like, oh, okay, nope, he's hurt. And then uh, Cowboy didn't land one punch, and he uh, threw a kick. Connor blocked it with ease, and it took one left high kick to Cowboy's chin, knocked him down, and then made quick work of him for 40 seconds. So, um, like you asked, uh, what do I think? Cowboy lost his uh, two previous fights before that. Yeah. Um, so this is third straight loss, um, but you know, Cowboy will be Cowboy, and he's still quite popular. But um, it's still damn impressive what Connor did. Uh, he didn't get hit one time. Um, flawless. It was a flawless performance. The only other perfect performance was, um, I guess, the Jose Aldo fight when he knocked him out even quicker in 15 seconds or 13 seconds. So I think Connor is uh, back. He uh, is certainly back. Uh, who he fights next, it's um, really up for debate. He's no, he's in uh, no position to fight Habib anytime soon, uh, considering Habib fights in April, in which I think he'll lose. So that's a whole other story. Right. But, um, Wait, anyways, you think you very think impressive what he did. You think who will lose? Habib. Uh, you think? Oh yeah, that's April. right. You do think he's gonna lose to Tony? What's that? You think he's gonna lose but to Tony? Yeah, I did. I put a lot of money on Tony. Wow. Uh, I'm sure Habib's the, the Wait, did you say you, you did you say you, you Did you say you will put a lot of money on Tony? Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will put money on Tony. I'm wow. sure Habib's a pretty heavy favorite. But um just go ahead and look at Tony's last like seven or eight opponents and that'll like say everything. They are so beat up and bloody. Every one of them. Yeah. They're in such terrible shape. Like it's not. It's gonna be a war, and it's gonna be like disgusting. Yeah. It's gonna be a bloodbath. So um, I think Habib's never faced anybody like Tony. But anyways, the point is, people are jumping dude... to Connor Habib rematch. I don't think that happens anytime soon. Maybe down the road, but. Uh, See, yes. that's interesting like, because that's interesting because after the fight, Dana said otherwise. Dana said that's the fight to make is Connor and Khabib. Not anytime soon. Maybe like next but, year. But 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 they were at but they were asking what what Connor's next fight's going to be, and that's what Dana said. But I think, uh, I, but I think Dana's. I think, but I think Dana's assuming that uh, Dana Dana probably is assuming that Habib beats Tony. That's what he's assuming. But here's the thing: right. with uh, Habib's reli- uh, his religion, he takes right. the summer off because it's like he um, Ramadan or he, something. Like, fast. Yeah, it's whatever. I think that's what yeah. it's called, right? Um, I think. Uh, I don't I, I think that's so. in the summer, though. I believe so, but he doesn't. It fight. might be a different one. He doesn't fight know. in the summer because of that holiday. So, if you're looking at this this fight in April, uh, regardless if he wins or loses, I'm sure he's going to be hurting. So he's taking the entire summer off. So you wouldn't see that rematch until uh, late 2020. So, so I, I think Connor's going to fight before then. So. Um, I don't know why Dana says that. Um, so I Ram- can't imagine that Connor fights either Gaethje or. Um, if it's not Habib, it's got to be Masvidal. 
Yeah, that, that's the favorite. But um, I mean, Masvidal is the guy. Masvidal is the guy who was sitting in front of the cage wearing Connor's robe that he wore to the yeah. uh, Floyd uh, press one of the Floyd press conferences. I mean, that, <laughs> if that's not like if that's not like a shot, you know, shot at his camp or you know, shot fired, like I don't know what is. Yeah, and so Connor's made and Connor's made the comment about how he wants that BMF belt, even though he thinks it's stupid. Yeah, well, you know, it's a money fight. So wait, but, I, I, I have so anyway, uh, we we mentioned it. Ramadan uh, starts Thursday, April twenty third, oh, and ends bad. Saturday, May twenty third. So it's a month long. So it's from the end of April to the end of May. Is it just once a year, or does it, is there like? I think it's once a year. Oh, okay, okay, wow. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking. So about. I mean, but then again, I, the whole thing with um, injuries. So like, right. I'm gonna predict that the bead doesn't come out perfectly fine like Connor. So when you get injured that bad, you get suspended for like it's like an injury leave. Right. They, yeah. So. They just they don't let you fight and train for a while. Yeah. That well. Yeah. Stepe <laughs> just got cleared like this week, and he fought what? Exactly. How many months yeah. ago? In uh, August. Yeah, he had an eye injury, and he wasn't even, they didn't even allow him to train. Uh-huh, exactly. So, so he's going to be out all summer, and it'll be early 2020 if we see that rematch. Yeah. But it'll be a good one if uh, it happens, and it'll sell a ton of money. That'll oh, be my God. Fight and and those, guys, those, those, those two guys legitimately hate each other. Oh, Like, this one. isn't like yeah, pro wrestling where they're, like, playing heel and face and... You know, like, oh, I don't like you. Like, you're bad, and you do. These guys legit hate each other. Well, Khabib yeah, I mean, didn't didn't yeah. McGregor like kind of be like? I mean, he was essentially he, saying racist and he, and anti-Muslim comments yeah, he, or something. He was disrespectful. Well, yeah, I don't know if it was like racist or like well, that. But he was saying but, disrespectful. But yeah, comments, to, right? to him, to him being Muslim, he took yeah, it that, as disrespect. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit some of his comments. Yeah, um, like that's like that, that's, I, that's Connor being con- and, and I also and Connor kind of alluded to it. But lead up to this fight, but I thought Khabib said that like that was he found that really yeah like not that he was being right. whiny about it, but right. he was kind of like yeah, that's a little too far. Right, coming. and uh, I I think Connor leading up to that fight and he talked about it a lot. Um, he was kind of outside of his mind, like he was. Okay. And there's been a lot of stories coming out about uh, his training in that fight where he would just, Connor would just like disappear for like three days and his team like wouldn't even know where he went. Oh, so he was going through something. Yeah. So he, he was going through a lot of personal stuff. Um, I think he was drinking a lot. I don't I don't know if I would necessarily like say he had an addiction or something. Right, but, right. Like I think he let like the fame, I mean he was already famous going into the Floyd fight, but I mean he got he, he got paid $100 million right. to lose. Know, butt kicked by Floyd. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, what what motivation do you really have to continue doing that when you get a check for $100 million in the bank? Here's a question. Would either of y'all get in the ring with Floyd Mayweather if you knew you're getting paid $100 million? Oh, God, 100%. Floyd yeah. doesn't knock anybody out. Yep. He just jabs at you. I'd take a oh, jab. I don't, I don't know anything about yeah. that. Habib would be a I different just, story I just, because I would think that I, I might like, die. I feel like you could actually kill one of us. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd though, yeah, Floyd. Oh my God, yeah. I would yeah. for a million dollars. I would, I would, yeah. I would let. Flo- I would stand there, point my <laughs> chin out, and point at it, and tell Floyd to knock me out if I could get a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I could just quit my job you got and live huge, off interest. You have a, you life. have a huge chance of 
you know, you just have a concussion, you recover from one concussion oh, in your life, and and and, absolutely. and you could obviously pay your medical bills now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just have a real quick. I don't know if this is the yeah. place to talk about this. No. But I'm looking at the ages of some of these guys, like Cowboys, like what, 36 or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The you mentioned a Tony Tony uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson or. Yep. He's like 34. Like, what's up with these dudes being so old and being in like the peak of their careers like this? Well, so I, I, and, and Jimmy, you're you're more of an expert on this than I am, but um, Cowboy is kind. Of, I mean, he might fight again a couple times. He's kind of but near the end. He's he's yeah. yeah. He's this was for him, and I, you know, he didn't say this, and he's not going to say this, but he this was like his last chance at a big money like yeah. Uh, prize for this fight. Even though he lost in 40 seconds, he's going to make a... T- because of the pay-per-view buys alone, he's going to make a ton of money off this fight. Like, I'm talking like $30 million. Something Even like though that. he lost? Yeah. Okay. Connor, I think... Yeah, I, I'll make millions. I read somewhere that Connor might make up like $60 million off this fight. Oh, wow. Because he makes, he makes... I think a lot of it's his whiskey. And well, it's his whiskey, and then like... it's, it's, the, it's the percentage of pay-per-view buys that they get. Which like, is probably yeah. a lot. Like the UFC actually pays them out. I mean, I think the UFC was going to pay Connor. I, I could be wrong, but like around like eight to ten million for this fight, something like that. Yeah. But then, but then like all that. the fighters, yeah. all the fighters get a percentage of pay per view buys. Basically, like what what they are responsible for bringing in. Obviously, Connor is the biggest name in the entire sport. So mm. you know, anytime he fights, it doesn't matter. Like. A ton of people are gonna buy that fight just to watch him, right? So, wow, I see Holly Holm fought again. Yeah, she fought. She won. Man, she's thirty-eight. A lot what of these, a lot of these people that? are older. Like That's even crazy. even Connor's in his thirties now. Imagine being thirty-eight years old and still winning these titles like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, she that that, um, that wasn't a title fight. I don't think. Oh, right? but still, I mean, yeah, but that, yeah, you know, still high end fighting. Yeah, like like at at that age, like the amount of training that they have to like go through yeah it's crazy um but yeah i mean quick you'll thing, see that um go ahead quick thing going off the cleveland uh topic the cleveland theme uh there was a cleveland fighter uh who fights out of independence with stipe that fought on this card oh it's uh, right prelims his name is alexa camera and he won nice so everybody go check him out shout yeah, out from cleveland Shout out. Shout out. I actually met the guy in person in uh, October. At, uh, nice it's called Strong Style, right? Yeah, it fights at Strong Style. Uh, very nice kid. He's uh, a yeah, bright Out of Independence, Ohio. Star, I think, someday. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I hope so. Um, speaking of Strong oh, yeah. Style and uh, Stipe's uh, gym, um, before we kind of move on, so when do it, it, it's pretty much set that Stipe's next fight is going to be the trilogy with DC, right? Um, yeah, for the most part. If DC wants it, that's the fight to make. If not, I really think uh, Stipe Francis would be next, especially if the Francis rematch, yeah. his next fight. The rematch. Yeah. Like, he's, he'll be on like a four or five fight yeah. winning streak. Stipe knocked him out, so, right? What's that? Stipe knocked Francis out, right? No decision oh it was but, a decision um, he manhandled he manhandled right francis. right but he francis, took a lot of shots francis is so damn big it's hard to knock him out yeah no he didn't get knocked out it was uh a really good fight if they fought again it was alistair Overeem who he knocked out when the fights were here in cleveland uh yeah yeah 
Yes. Yes, it was. He did that, and then and then, and then he te- what? Who also I, got knocked out by Francis? Yeah, Francis, man. Dude, when Francis catches you, I mean, you don't come back from that. He's a freak. No, he's he's the scariest fighter I think yeah. right now, next to Tony. When is um, when is John Jones gonna fight again? Uh, February in two weeks, February eighth, I believe, fighting Dominic Reyes. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Not really up and coming. He's an older fighter, actually. Yeah. Uh, people say he's like the new generation, who's and he's like thirty something. So yeah. He, he's uh he used to be a football player. Um, and then he turned MMA, so it uh, should be a good fight. He's undefeated, so I, I'm, I'll take John in that fight, though, any day. It's hard to root against him. Right. All right. But John Jones, Stipe, potentially, but anyways, yeah. Oh, that would be John, that would but... be insane. If Stipe still has the belt, oh, obviously that would be the fight to make if Stipe still has the belt. Um, but could you, yeah. could you imagine if they put that fight in Cleveland, they brought UFC back to Cleveland? Oh, I, I've been hoping for. It. I'd sp- I'd spend five hundred dollars on a ticket to that. Oh, me too. Stipe and John Jones. St- uh, it's the hometown hero who's the heavyweight champion of the world against uh, probably the greatest UFC fighter of all time. Yep. That would be I plan insane. On going to the UFC event in Columbus. Uh, it's on March twenty eighth, I believe. Is that a pay per view? Go on sale. Yeah, uh, no, it's on ESPN, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, Francis fights and Greg Hardy's on that card as well. Oh so. God, uh, you know who Greg Hardy is. Yeah, right? I plan on going. What's that? Greg Hardy's that former uh, NFL player who got kicked out of the league for all those domestic violence uh, yeah. allegations oh, and stuff. Oh yeah, played for the Cowboys. I remember him. Now. Yeah, he's a UFC fighter. Of course, and he's a a hole. I hope he loses. He's a yeah, UFC he, um, fighter. He lost yeah, lost his last fight. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, speaking of... Uh, uh, real quick. No, go ahead. It's UFC related, I think. Yep. Um, do you guys know... Have you seen The Mandalorian? No, I haven't yet. Oh, you should. Very good oh. show, by the way. Uh, Gina Carano stars in it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I used to have the biggest crush on Gina yeah, Carano. No, same. <laughs> same here. Uh, yeah, no, she's really cool. She actually played... Like, at first, I everyone thought she was going to have, like, a small position, but yeah. she ends up having a pretty big role. Huh. She plays like an ex rebel fighter, so that's there's what... that there's that gif of her sitting in the front oh, front row of a fight where she's no she's oh, smiling oh, and then she bites her lip and like like eighteen year old me is just like <laughs> ah that's a not to get weird but <laughs> anyway weird. we'll we'll end on UFC on this note um, I I expected Connor to be more Connor was even after he won the fight I I actually thought he handled himself with a lot of class and respectability uh compared to like post fights um like right after the fight right after he knocked out Cerrone like he celebrated but then he went right over to Cerrone and gave him a hug and checked on him and you know all that <clears throat> and he was really respectful in the po- uh post game or game post fight press conference but i i thought we were going to get this Connor i really did i just want to say from the bottom of my heart <laughs> i'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody <laughs> <laughs> I think, you see, I, I think Connor knew that he still has a lot to prove even after he won. Yeah. Um, so just the way he approached this whole fight, he was more humble and uh, quiet. And yeah, he has nothing but respect for Cowboy. I mean, for God's sakes, he hugs his grandmother. In the I know, I saw that. Grandma. Yeah, so I wasn't expecting anything too crazy. I think he knows he has a long way ahead of him. 
to get back to that title, or at least to earn it, um, despite what Dana says. But um, yeah, I don't, man, I'm just—it's such a good time to be a UFC fan. I'm so I'm just so happy. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna be really be interesting to uh, to see what what the big fights get planned as the the whole Connor thing is. Uh, the whole Connor thing and who he's going to fight next is uh, it's fascinating because there's so many options and uh, each one of them is like a mega fight. I mean, obviously it's going to be a mega fight with Connor regardless. Like, but you know, Donald Cerrone's never won a uh, title in the UFC, but it, this is a huge. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hello. <laughs> We got somebody calling into the show. <laughs> Mr. Brett Hoyer. What's up, Brett? I don't think he is on speaker. Oh yeah. Well, it'd be it'd probably be good if I put you on speakerphone. <laughs> Say that again. I said, "What's up, my nerds?" <laughs> What's up, my nerds? All right, so, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting this. But, well, we kind of were, but um, we've been talking the last two weeks about something that uh, me and Brett have been talking about and something that he he kind of wants to do or something he told me that he says he can do, and I don't believe him. So we're setting it up on the podcast. Um, we've talked about it. We've teased it. Uh, Brett's going to be in town with us next week. And uh, we're going to do a little pizza challenge. I never said that I think I could do it. I just wanted to, wanted to see if I could do it. Oh, he's backtracking oh, now. We got a little backtracking action here. I mean, I'm pretty confident, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You may end up with, a, you know, with another XL pizza in your fridge uh, on, on my butt. Oh, uh, God. It might, fail, so. it might be more than one because uh, uh, St. James over there... Says he can do it too, right, Jimmy? Whoa, hold on. He's putting words in my mouth too. What? Also, <laughs> you said you wanted to do it. I said I would do, do it. it. I said I, I never said I can do it. Oh, okay. My bad. Certainly to attempt to do it, but I will do it. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Jimmy's going to try to do it. All right. So I think what we agreed on, and uh, we talked about it last week uh, with Jimmy, was we're going to do Marco's Pizza. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. I live in Florida, and at least I don't know of one anywhere near me. So, right, it's that Marco's Pizza. Yeah, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do Marco's Pizza. Uh, we agreed on pepperoni. Is that correct? I I agree on that. Yeah, Jimmy. I agree. We want to make everything the same. We want to make sure everything's the same. So, we're gonna do two two XL. Pepperoni pies from Marco's each, and uh, you guys are going to get the time frame that we record the episode to eat these pizzas, and uh, if, you, if you do it, you get a smile and a high five. If not, <laughs> uh, I get pizza left in my apartment. <laughs> you should make t-shirts just in case. What? You should make t-shirts just in case. Should make t-shirts, yeah. yeah. I... 
I uh, like like what they do in restaurants. Like if you if you do it. Yes, or like a wall of fame and a wall of shame. We could possibly do that. We should do a before and after picture. We we look so happy <laughs> and just <laughs> full of joy yeah. before and then just dying slowly. Yeah, <laughs> smiling and then and I've, after and your face is. I have to fly a plane the next day, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, so we're going to do that. That's going to be next week on the show. Uh, These gentlemen are going to be eating the pizza while we record the episode. So uh, we'll make sure that they're not right next to the mic when they uh, are eating this. (laughs) So you don't hear them chomping on the pizza. Um, But uh, but yeah, we're going to we're going to do this and uh, it should be fun. Um, Really looking forward to it. Uh, Brett, you're also looking forward to hitting up, speaking of pizza, we've been talking about this, and uh, it's my favorite place in the entire world right now, um, trying some of Cleveland's finest pizza next week. I, I, you, you've made it out to be, like, the best pizza in Cleveland, so it, I, I'm... Is it not? I, yeah, I'd probably say it is. Oh, so good. So amazing. Um, I actually had it last night and uh, gonna have it again on Tuesday. So, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, have you ever had Orioni? I have not, and uh, I just haven't explored the Cleveland pizza scene. Quite you gonna well. be next I've time just you're free? The surface. Are you gonna be What's in Cleveland uh, Tuesday? Say that again. Tuesday might be what? We're gonna we're going on Tuesday. So if you're if you're in town. Uh, you can come oh. with us. Tuesday, Tuesday. Depends what time. Well, um, we'll figure it out. Possibly. We'll, we'll keep it. We'll talk after the episode. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah. For sure. So, uh, yeah, Brett, we just wanted to uh, get you to call in on that, get your take. Uh, what do you? What are your predictions? Are you Are you, Are you? going to go on record and say you think you can do it? I, I will. I will go on record and say I think There I it is. I Woo! have multiple strategies that I plan to execute during this challenge and I, I believe strongly in them and uh, I'm pretty confident. I don't know what the heck that was. <laughs> MC Hammer. <laughs> oh, we need a producer. <laughs> that was also terrible. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Well, anyway, next week we're going to be... We're gonna be doing it live. <laughs> that's what we were trying to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Uh, Jimmy, your prediction: Do you think you can eat two XL uh, pepperoni pizzas from Marcos in, let's say, an hour, hour and fifteen minutes? I think realistically, I can put down one, and then uh, it's all about heart after that. That's right. Does he have it? Does he have the cuyones? The yeah, my only goal is to make it out of there with. Uh, you know, some dignity, I guess, and clean underwear. <laughs> what? That's so graphic. What is going on? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Man. You All know, right. We'll yeah. see. Hoping for the best. Fingers crossed. All righty. Well, Brett, appreciate you calling in and uh, staking your claim. We will be doing this next week, next Thursday, as always, on Living Off the Land. And uh, tune in next week to see if uh, Brett and or Jimmy can... Take down the beasts of pizzas. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks for, thanks for having me on briefly, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. 
All right. Absolutely. See you, Brett. You're always right, welcome. Bye. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, so that's that's what's that's what's going on next week. Um, as long as along with the Super Bowl preview. So while Super we're previewing the, the preview, uh, wow! While we're previewing the preview, while we're previewing the Super Bowl, uh, you can we'll keep tabs on how they're doing. That's right. Uh, all right. So moving right along here, uh, Jordan. Yes. We've talked about a new Lakewood uh, brewery. Uh, that's going to be opening, well, now we're into 2020, so mm-hmm. later this spring. But we found out where it's actually going to be. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we found that out as well as a little bit, a few more details. Yeah. Um, so Lakewood's getting its first official brewery. And this, you know, I understand there's a, I'm sorry, what's the name of the place? Um, Bottle House Brewery. Uh, but that's not... Lakewood base. That's Cleveland Heights based. Oh, we just lost Jimmy. Yeah, he, he just oh, texted me, right. said he had to go. Okay. Um, that's Cleveland Heights based. So this is the first Lakewood based brewery to open and it will be officially opening in spring 2020. Now they haven't given, uh, you know, a specific date, Yep. but they, they announced this week to cleveland.com. This, all this info is coming from there. I got to, you know, give credit where it's due spring 2020. It's at former. It's at the former Constantino's Market in Lakewood, which was one eight one two. Wow, why am I saying it like that? Eighteen one twenty Sloan Avenue. Uh, so West, west End, side, West yeah. side of Lakewood. Yeah, West End yep. of Lakewood. Um, it's gonna be a ten barrel system plus full service kitchen. This is cool. I didn't know this. This makes a lot of sense, but it's cool. Andrew Revy is the name of the guy who's founding it. He is a Lakewood resident and a graduate of the nineteen ninety. Lakewood High School class. Oh, okay. That's so that's cool. So he's Lakewood born and bred. For sure. Which is good. A lot of good things. Or it's a lot of good news in my opinion because that means he knows Lakewood. Yep. He knows what the culture's like and yep. he knows what Lakewood people want. So yeah. And All that, good points. Yeah. I, I'm excited to hear. And Okay. So then another important person is Kara Baker. Mm-hmm. She is the brewer. So she's the head brewer. I, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not familiar with who she is, but according to the article, they seem to indicate that in this region, in the She's very well known among the beer circles here. Yeah. So sounds like they got a st- an all-star for their uh, brewing team, which is very important, of course. Right. Um, besides burgers and other pub fare, the food will be Hungarian plates and other Eastern European dishes. So they're going to have a little bit of Eastern European flair. I guess that's kind of where the name immigrant comes from. I guess, right. you know, the, the, I believe, the founder or some family members sure. of his were uh, from, from Europe. At some point, and they're going to have four flagship beers, an IPA, a Saison, an English pub-style ale, and an American Pilsner. Pretty, a pretty pilsner. solid lineup. Um, Did you say Pilsner? A Pilsner. <laughs> Additionally, there will be seasonal offerings as well, of course. So you're going to get your holiday ales, your summer ales, fall beers probably. So, um, Yeah, so this is really exciting. It's actually happening. I saw some pictures on Cleveland.com's article. I will post them. Uh, we can post them in the Facebook probably in the Facebook link probably, but it's coming along. I'm really excited. I'm actually moving there in less than two weeks now, to right around the Say corner. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be like literally two minutes from where it's gonna be. So I'm very excited to have my own neighborhood brewery that I will be frequenting. Yeah, that's a little update on on that. We have um, another bit of information. The flagship, oh, yeah. the grandfather, the 
the Grand Master Brewery in Cleveland, Great Lakes Brewery, will be closing their brew pub for renovation. Oh, no. Not permanently. <laughs> when, I, when, you, when you first sent me that, I'm like, you're like Great Lakes is what? <laughs> it's, uh, the first thing I read was Great Lakes to close, and I didn't finish yeah, I'm like, you like, got to no, be yeah, that, that Like, that's like. That'd be devastating. That's literally <laughs> like the Cleveland beer scene, like yeah, closing. Yep. Like, like so, they're. There's a ton of great breweries in Cleveland. No, I know what you mean, but but it's Great Lakes. I mean, think of how many think of how many breweries have spawned off of Great Lakes employees. Oh you know my God! I mean? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, so, I mean every. I would say there's probably every single brewery has some sort of some tie. Yeah, some connection. Something. Uh, so it's temporary. They're renovating the building. So that's a very old building. It's been this around. This was me. This was me when you sent me that oh. link and I read this. No! <laughs> that's actually funny. I didn't know that you, you didn't, you had that reaction at first. Oh, I was like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so renovations are going to begin the 26th. So three days from when we're recording. So two days from when the episode drops January 26th. And they're going to last until mid February. They will be expanding the kitchen, renovating the dining spaces, and more. They said they're going to have a couple tricks. Uh, not tricks up there. They're going to have a couple surprises. They wouldn't say what that means or what that is exactly, but I guess they're going to have some new features in the in their brew pub. Um, the gift shop and the tasting room, if you know where that is. Yep. Uh, if you've done a tour there, you'll know where that is. The gift shop and the tasting room are going to continue to be open. Uh, well, the tasting room will be open for events, but the gift shop will be open. Um, and of course, you know, the, the beer is going to be still in production. Oh, yeah. So it's not like there's going to be a beer shortage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but other than that, they said mid February, they didn't give a specific date. So, yeah. Just a couple weeks. I saw though online on their website, they said February 14, the tours are going to resume. So yeah. I'm assuming you could probably imagine sometime around then. the brew Yeah. I mean, my there. guess is they're, they're trying to not, I mean, not only probably update the place a little bit, right. but I think, and I don't go to Great Lakes often. I drink their beer a lot. I don't mm-hmm. go to Great Lakes often. Um, but, and this might be a bad example because there's, it doesn't matter the, the layout of the place on um, First Pour for great for a Christmas sale. Right. But that place is an absolute, like, cluster oh. F. Oh, 100%. 100%. And it's very tight spaces. Yes. It's like, it's, very, it's like a maze, honestly. Right. Which, it kind of adds to the allure. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Right. If you know the history behind it, which we do because we did the tour, yeah, you know that it's a building that's been expanded upon, and it's it's an old building from way back when. Sure. And that bar is the original bar that's been around since like the oh 20s. yeah. I mean, we did that yeah. tour, and they were talking yeah. t- talking to us about Elliot. Ness yeah, and, and you can that. see the bullet hole still from yeah. when they tried to assassinate they tried to assassinate him. him. Yeah. So it's it's got an incredible amount of history. So I assume they're going to preserve the integrity of that history. But they'll probably maybe reshape parts of the brew pub so it's not such a winding maze and like, right. you know, this room here. And, oh, if right. you go down these small staircases, there's another room. And, yeah. and the kitchen sounds like, you know, the, the food's very important to Great Lakes. Yeah. That's almost, no, it's not as important as the beer, but it's very much right there behind For the, the actual beer. brew pub, yeah. Yeah. So they, they're, they're proud to make their food from scratch. Yeah, I mean, they, they want, a like, lot of, like, if you're in town right. and you're going to the, they, they want you to go to the brew pub for the food as much as the beer. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Correct. If, if you're just looking to get, you know, a six pack of beer and go home, like after work or something, you know, the brew pub doesn't matter. But. Correct. Right. Right. But uh, so I and, they, you know, they, they made a big emphasis that they're expanding the kitchen. So I assume that means they want to do more with the kitchen. Maybe you can make it more comfortable for the workers there. Who knows? Right. Um, or maybe they're going to make a, a, a bigger dining area because their dining area is pretty small. 
in comparison to mm-hmm. you know what it could be. I mean, they have the upstairs, but yeah, right. But uh, well, they're the I feel like sometimes those those parts aren't even open. Like I feel like yeah. I mean, it depends but, on business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's exciting. I had an idea that us three could definitely make an effort to go check it out After and do a new, little yeah, review, sure. and that could be a part of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we fun. could we could even reach out to them and see if we could record an episode there. That'd be that'd be also cool. Yeah, hundred um, um, percent. Wow, all these noises. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, so the next bit of news I have before we wrap this episode up, there is a mysterious, as I put it, Lakewood Truck Park that's popping up. So. Here's what's not mysterious. We yep. know from a Cleveland Scene article and Cleveland.com yep. that there has been talks of building a, a, a Lakewood food truck park um, on the... Oh, boy. I thought I put the... It's on Detroit Avenue. I'm an idiot. I thought I put the, the corner, but, but I didn't. It's on Detroit Avenue by Plank Road Tavern, if you're familiar with where that is. Um, here it is right here. Idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, but anyways, so there, there's been talk about putting a, a, a food truck park there, and this goes all the way back to 2018. So the, I remember this. Yeah. So the, the first. Yeah, yeah. So the article that came out in 2018, and this there was also Cleveland.com did this as well. They were saying, oh, 2019 spring, that's when it's going to be ready. Yeah. Clearly, that didn't happen. In fact, I 100% forgot about this. Yeah. The only reason why I even remembered it is I was at Plank Road Tavern. And a, and a guy, you know how it is when you're at a bar, you just talk to strangers. Right. This guy was like, Are you, did you hear about the beer garden they're building right across the street? And I said, uh, no, but tell <laughs> me more. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're building a beer garden. So I was wow. like, okay. So I went home, did some research, and I found this. And I was like, okay, I guess that's what he meant, like a food truck and, and a beer garden. Right. And then I forgot about it. And maybe a month later, I saw construction right there. And I was like, whoa. They're really building it. Yeah. And now it says, the home of Lakewood Food Truck Park, huh. spring 2020. That's really interesting. So something happened that they were delayed a year. Yeah. But it's actually happening. It's currently being built now. You yeah. can see the structures going up. And from what I can find online, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a beer garden. It's going to have a bar, a permanent indoor bar. And it's going to have a giant seating area that's going to have fire pits and heaters. So the, the idea is they want it to be open 365 or yeah. you know, every right. you know, year round. Uh, and it's going to have slots for food trucks to come pull up and, you know, you can get food. I'm so excited about this. Is this like, is this like owned and run by the city? Like, the, no, who's owning no. It's, who's... Well, that I don't know that. Uh, let's see. According to the article, it's the people that own Deegan's Kitchen and Bar and Humble Wine. And Humble Wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So these are Lakewood staples. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. I need to re, re fix this mess up i just did <laughs> his name is justin costanzo and he's okay. friends with dan deegan who Ooh. owns deegan's kitchen bar Italiano. and humble, humble wine bar so he's friends with the guy who owns those yep. so anyways um that's really all we have right now uh and it's the corner of detroit and edward avenue by the hmm. way that's all i have right now because i'm so the, the, i put mysterious because i have not found a scene or a cleveland.com article yep. updated yeah. And I don't know why. They're building it right now. And I can't... I'm shocked that nobody's writing an article about this. Right. I'm sure it's going to happen soon. Oh, yeah. But it's coming. And, and they, apparently it's going to be ready for the summer. And I'm so excited to yeah, go to this. I think this is exactly something that Cleveland... Uh, that Lakewood could use. They have they have a lot of... They have just about everything you need. They got parks. They got... 
you know, bars. They're going to have a brewery soon, and they already have one brewery. Um, they have tons of great restaurants. Yeah. And this is something that will kind of top off the entertainment, I think. So that's that's another little bit of information. We'll, 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 I'll keep I'll be tracking this story a lot because I'm very curious about this. Uh, elsewhere, we have a couple events. Well, one event, actually. We already talked about the pizza thing that's happening next yep. week. Uh, the other event is the Donut Fest we've been talking about. That's February 8th at uh, Red Space in 2400 Superior Avenue. Tickets are available online. Uh, we'll, we'll drop that link again. The second event I want to talk about is actually happening today, if you're listening to the podcast, and Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's Cleveland Beer Fest. Yep. We, I am not going this year. I'm bummed. This is the first year I'm not going in a long time. Dan, you're probably I have tentative going. plans to go tomorrow. Yeah. So but Dan, I'm, but I'm not sure. I'm not 100. percent So okay. you may if I go, go I'll, be po- I'll be yeah. posting stuff on. Yeah, the, and, and you'll and you'll give a review. Oh, accounts yeah, next for week. Sure. Yeah, and it's the same deal. I mean, really, it's, it's the same thing every year. It's just yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's honey. It is. It's a ton of fun. It's Huntington uh, Convention Center. Yeah. Uh, Fifty bucks a ticket. Ninety if you want VIP. I don't know what that includes, but yeah. I know that fifty bucks is all the fun that we need. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. you, it's it's all you can drink beer. Right. That's what it is. They, they say you have 25 tickets, five well, ounce most of the brewery, samples. Most of the breweries don't take your tickets. Most, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and for those who aren't big beer fans, but they want to hang out with their friends that are, there's plenty of wine and there's plenty and there's, of local and there's also, liquor. There's also, if you're, go- if you're going but you're not drinking, uh, you can get in for a, at a discounted rate. Let's say you, I don't remember exactly what it is. Let's say you're but, straight edge or you don't drink for any yeah, reason and that's fine, out. but yeah. you want to hang out with your friends, you can be the DD. It's uh, like 20 bucks. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, 20 it's bucks. Yeah, like 20 bucks. Uh, and there's some perk you get. I don't remember what it is, but you're out, you're able to get in. You just can't drink, obviously. Um, but if that's, if that's your style, you're not going to be doing that anyways. Right. So, yeah, there's options. Like I said, there's wine, there's liquor, there's ciders as well. So don't think this is just beer, although it's mainly beer. Um, and they have food trucks for those. Food trucks, they have hungry. live music. The, they give you free they chips, have like, free pretzels yeah, and chips. They usually have uh, like a karaoke stage. They usually yeah. have like a, like a virtual reality yep. video game set up, something. I mean, all this is stuff. probably one of our favorite events of the year. We yeah. always have a blast. Right. I'm only not going this year because I just have things to do this weekend, and that would not be a wise choice. And it's very, it's, it's a little pricey for while I'm moving. I don't want to be spending that extra yeah, I mean, money. Unless, unless you're, unless you're yeah. 100% committed to going, it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's 50, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Right. I mean, right. Right. I'm not gonna sneeze at spend like. Right. Not or not spending or spending or not spending fifty bucks. Like it's not like it's fifteen bucks to right. go and hang out. Like whatever. exactly, it's a lot of money. Like if it was, um, if it was, I already would have bought a ticket. And then if I decided yeah, not to go, I just, just eat it. Exactly, but fifty is a lot. Yeah. Um, and don't worry though, if you don't want to make it this weekend or you can't for whatever reason, the same festival comes back in the summer and they have it at Jacob's Pavilion usually. So. Uh, you can do it all over again, or you can you can make it in the summer if you didn't make it in right. the winter. So, and that's it for events and previews. All right, real quick before uh, we wrap up, I just kind of wanted to touch on this: the um, uh, Greater Greater uh, Cleveland Commission Sports Awards were last night, uh, hosted by Mike Golick from ESPN. Um, and this is just like you know, it's most cities do this uh, once a year. They just go through like athlete of the year, male athlete. It's like the local SBs, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I wanted to, and, and we talked about how Stipe won male athlete of the year. You know, congrats to Stipe, obviously. 
um, you know, best of luck, champ, in your next fight. But uh, I wanted to, because there's some comments made by the owner of the Indians, Paul Dolan, that is rubbing a lot of fans the wrong way, and uh, for good reason. And I just think he is so incredibly tone deaf. Like, he, ha- he does not have the ability to read the reaction of the fans at all. And I'm going to go through, this is the last part of his speech and kind of just uh, sheds a light on kind of what he was saying. So I'll read it right now, and then we'll react for a couple minutes before we wrap up the episode. He says, last, I want to thank our fans. They are the most passionate fans around. They're loyal. They pass every affinity test. They're at the top. I'm particularly appreciative of a particular type of fan, many of whom are in this room here tonight, and that's the fan who buys tickets in the suites and sponsorships. One, because they're fans. Two, because it's good for business. And three, because they understand it's an investment in our community. That by the supporting that that by the supporting of the teams, you're supporting the community. Our vitality serves the vitality of the community, and for that, I'm very thankful. That's part one, which <laughs> I I could go on for half an hour about how ridiculous that was. Uh, lastly, he says I'll close. It's January 22nd. We have a lot of winter ahead of us, but next week we have Tribe Fest. A couple weeks after that, pitchers and catchers report. And in 64 days, we'll be underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. And I'm very, very excited about this year's season. We have a good crop of young players. We saw them start to develop last year. And, of course, we have some we have some old stars. I don't know what he means by that. One, <laughs> one of whom happens to play shortstop, uh, who I know I'm going to enjoy, but I'm not sure I can tell you people to oh enjoy Oh, my him. goodness. He did not yeah. say that. He's certainly fun to watch, and I'm looking forward to some October baseball. And that was it. Some of the okay. most tone deaf comp. I'm I'm conv- he can't be that stupid. I'm convinced that he didn't know that this was being covered by the media, and he thought that, like like at a chamber of commerce luncheon, like you say <laughs> stuff and it doesn't like get out. Yes, There's that- no way he could have said that and and uh, thought that hey, this is gonna get out, and uh, our fans are gonna and this is gonna be read that I said this. To- like, number one, first of all, basically saying that, like, okay, obviously in, in business there are things that are more important than others. So, yeah, people who spend more, like, on spend thousands of dollars on suites rather than somebody, like, you know, usually one of us who spends 15 bucks to go stand right. in the district. Right, right. Yeah, obviously they're more valued, but you don't go around public and say that. Well, it's like, that, that would be like if, if a company... Like a life insurance company or something was like, I mean, the ones that the clients we really care about are the ones that have two million in assets. Like, I mean, who would say that? Like, of course that's true, but nobody's gonna say that. He basically said that uh, you don't know how to support the Cleveland Indians if you're not buying a suite. So basically, if you're poor or not rich, yeah, you're not as good a fan, right? Is what he's saying. Exactly. Which is probably the worst thing because Cleveland it. Indians fans, you know, I understand the whole attendance issues, blah, 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 right? But a lot of baseball fans don't have great attendance. But Indians have consistently good TV ratings. Uh, You know, the the, the cheap tickets are always sold out. You know, no one's going to spend like... Your average family can't drop $300 to go to a game. Like, they just can't. No one's going to do that. That's stupid. You know, it's man, it's just, it's really, really, like I said at the beginning, it's so tone deaf of him to do this. Like, not only did he 
uh, screw up last year when he made the whole enjoy him comment. Yeah. He literally just doubled down on it. Which is like, why would you bring that up? Like, yeah, Don't. he brought that up unprovoked. It's not like he was doing a media session. He's acting like they have no choice in the matter. Like, no. Lindor is clearly... No, that's freaking he, ridiculous. He's made it very obvious that he loves Cleveland. Yeah. There's never been a murmur from him of, oh, I, you know, I, I envision myself on the Yankees or the Dodgers. Yeah. Like, no. He's never said anything like that. Somebody... But I'm sorry, you can't blame the guy if the Dodgers come around, offer him $400 million. Of right. course he's going to take that. Right. And... and it's and so it's, uh, you know, and Frankie's been quoted as saying, you know, hey, you know, I'd love it here in Cleveland. And if we can make, if we can make, you know, every detail make sense, I would love to play well, my whole career here. And, and you got to think, too, Cleveland has a fairly sizable Puerto Rican population. Right. And they love him. Oh, of course. I mean, everybody loves Frankie. Yeah. But if, if, if any if any population really loves Frankie, it's the Puerto, Puerto Ricans. Here. Yeah. It's it's and, also a really bad time for the Indians owner to be saying that <laughs> yeah. the only real fans are the fans that spend lots of money on the team <laughs> when they, for the last two years, have essentially taken the payroll of the team and cut and it in cut half. Cut it in half, right. The Indians yeah, two cool. years ago, coming off of uh, 2017, when they won 100 and some games, were had the best record in baseball, uh, had a 150 million dollar payroll. Right now, the Indians' payroll is like 84 million dollars, which is ridiculous. They sliced it in half, essentially, and uh, they traded Corey Kluber, which I I don't necessarily disagree with. I mean, you know, you were gonna have it to was kind of burning out. Yeah, I mean, you were gonna have to pay him about 20 million dollars, but. If you're going to trade him in a salary dump trade, you have to at least reinvest some of that money into the team. Right, you can't just right. like like take it as a, you know, a write off for 20 million dollars off the pay like you can't right. you can't tell fans that they're only good fans if they uh, spend that much money when you don't spend that much money right. to support your fan base <laughs> so to put true. a competitive product on the field. So true. And, like, if the Indians are going to do this and they're going to cut payroll again like this and they're not going to reinvest in the team, then just trade Frankie Lindor now. Right. And what's get, the point? And, and get a haul for him. Yeah, what's the point? Because what's going to happen is Minnesota's going to start off the year hot like they did last year. Right. They're going to get out to a 10-game lead by the end of May. And, you know, the White Sox spent a ton of money. So, they're you know, they're going to be at least decent this year. Yeah. Who knows? You know, if things break right for them, they might be up there with the Twins. And at the end of June, the Indians are, you know, 10, 12 games back sitting in third place. And then they're looking to have to sell, uh, uh, trade Frankie anyway at the trade deadline. Right. right. So it's like if, if you're going to – like the Indians have one one toe in the water and want to say, oh, well, we've won all these games the last five years and, and we're still going to be competitive this year. By And also, on the other hand, uh, they're hamstringing their, the current team. If I was a player on the Indians right now, I would be so pissed off uh, at – not 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 the front office because I think the Indians front office is one of the best in baseball. It's their ownership who's hamstringing not only the yeah. management, it's hamstringing the players, and in turn is frustrating the fans. And I think it's ridiculous. If you can't seriously come out and tell me that oh we're gonna we're gonna try and compete for the AL Central again and uh, you know get back what's what we think is rightfully ours and you know I they they haven't said this i'm saying this because no, i know I mean, how yeah. i know how they're going to talk oh, in spring training you like, got and you got to think like we they're they're going to say they're going to say oh well we we feel like we have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball which is true but when you well, can't hit when you got to think too that 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 the twins who already were a home run you know crazy team just signed donaldson long term so and, and he proved himself to be still legitimate you know so like 
it's it's not even like we're like Indians fans are asking the Dolans to go out and spend thirty million dollars on you know like right. two out like if they would just spend twelve million dollars and bring Puig back right that would that That's would be great, he's a great guy that would be back. and yeah. and and you're still saving so much money from last year's team because you let go of Kipnis. You traded away Kluber. That's thirty million dollars right there. Mm-hmm. You let Danny Salazar go. That's another five million dollars. Mm-hmm. You traded Trevor Bauer. He was mm-hmm. going to make fifteen million dollars this year. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I just, I just don't get it. And for for him to like have the, uh, have the gall to go out and say right. that sort of yeah, stuff. The attitude like, is the problem. It's though. utterly ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, I'm not saying don't go to the Indians games because the Indians games are fun and being at the ballpark is fun. But hey, uh, don't go buy sweets. I'll just say yeah, that. yeah, don't. That's yeah. Even if you have the money, don't go buy sweets. Not worth it. All right. So anyway, off that soapbox. Uh, let's uh, let's close out the episode. And if you didn't hear before, uh, Jimmy had to drop out, so uh, we're not going to hear what his weekend plans are this weekend. <laughs> so, but he did say he was coming uh, back to Cleveland. Uh, tomorrow, uh, but then he's got to go back to Kent, so I'm sure he's gonna uh, go to a local watering hole. But what is the move this weekend, Jordan? Well, I'm probably gonna be chill tomorrow because I um, I'm moving a good amount of stuff. Yeah, you're probably packing. Yeah, I mean I'm not officially moving to uh, Saturday, but I'm I have a ton of boxes ready to go. I'm gonna pack up some more. I'm getting a whole bunch of stuff like that out. So I need to be, I'm just going to, you know, want to be fresh for Saturday. I also have my grandpa's birthday party that night. And then we have Steven Arendt's party after that. So, um, that's it for that. Uh, I don't know. Sunday, I usually take it real easy and I'll probably do that as again. So it's probably gonna be a calmer weekend this weekend. Yep. What about you? Uh, so tomorrow tentatively right now, I'm going to beer fest. Um, Uh my brother, has always wanted to go and has never been able to. Um, they always have something going on. So um, right now, I think my brother, my sister-in-law, I don't know if any of their friends are going or whatever, but um, that's the tentative plan tomorrow. And then Saturday, like you said, uh, Stephen Renz party will be going. Yeah. We'll be partying hard in North Ridgeville. That's right. So that should be fun. <laughs> Your old stomping grounds. That, that is correct. Um, and uh, then, yeah, same thing on Sunday. There's no football on Sunday. So, because yeah. we have the week off of the Super Bowl. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll probably just take it easy. I'm sure I'll hang out with family and stuff like that. But that's my plan this weekend. Jimmy, how about you? Jimmy, you there? <laughs> Are you there, Jimmy? Oh, sorry. Forgot. He's gone. Alrighty, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for tuning in. You can follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, you can check out our website, lotlpodcast.com. And uh, I will be posting uh, tomorrow night on our uh, Instagram story, probably, uh, from Beer Fest if I make it there. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, next week, like Brett called in, we've got the LOTL Pizza Challenge next week. So... Brett v. Jimmy. We'll see uh, who comes out on top. If either one of them does, um, I have my doubts. But, hey, life's all about proving proven doubters wrong. So uh, we'll be doing that next week. And we'll be previewing the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll have a lot of Super Bowl topics uh, for you next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. 
So for Jimmy, who's not here anymore, uh, Jordan, I'm Dan. Been listening to Living Off the Land, episode 91, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Coming in high.